Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Girlish Podcast. My name is Gage, and I'm here with my co-host, Olivia. Hi, everyone. It's me. My dog is in demon mode right now. My cats are also in demon mode. So (laughs) So if you hear rustling going on, that's why. Yeah. And to no one's surprise, we don't really know what to talk about today. So (laughs) in true girlish fashion, we're just going to talk. We're just going to go with the flow, see where it takes us. Yeah. I'm literally putting press-on nails onto my finger. So this is basically just like a a random conversation between us that you guys get to listen to. Yeah. And I always think those are the best. They're the funnest. We get to catch up. It's truly like, it's like when we, when we get on the like call before we actually start recording, we always like talk a little bit, but I feel like anytime we do like episodes like these, I'm just like, wait, let's just wait and talk about it. Yeah, on the podcast. I feel like with all the breaks that we've taken unintentionally, this one, (laughs) like the most crazy shit has been happening, I feel like. Or we've missed the most updates, like actual major life updates. So Yeah, there's like, I feel like, yeah, our lives are very, there's just a lot, there's been a lot going on this year. I would say 2023 has been like a whirlwind so far. Um, definitely not where I thought I was going to be uh, in 2023, but um, you know I'm I'm surviving. Uh, it's it's uh, yeah. There's been a lot of like just craziness. Like never would I thought I would have gone a dog. <clears throat> never would I thought I would be you know go through my like layoff that I went through and like all that that struggling and you know kind of going through everything. So it's been quite a whirlwind of a year. So you know bear with us while we have like little moments where we kind of go in and out. It just, it happens. It's life. It is life. I feel like this year, because I'm 29 and I'm almost 30. Okay. I also want to talk about, because like 20 minutes ago, you sent me something on Instagram of like cringy millennial (laughs) videos. And I've been seeing them a lot on TikTok as well. And I didn't know that millennials were becoming the new target for everyone to pick on. (laughs) But I will say every time I watch one of those cringe videos of like way that we used to be maybe like five, six years ago when we were like younger, it's very scary and it makes me uncomfortable. So I was born in 96. So I technically fall in like that weird cusp era of like millennial and gen z so everything in me wants to be like no i'm young i'm gen z but i know that like i saw the birth of the internet like i had dial up so i don't know if i can like claim gen z if i was able to have a myspace account (laughs) so um but yeah i i see a lot of like those like cringy tiktoks kind of being trended around and i'm like i know though that was me when i was like 14 and like it's it's really it's really funny because I'm like I, I engaged in content very similar to this or I even maybe have said some stuff similar to this and I'm like yeah maybe I'm maybe I'm uh I don't know I'm finding my way I'm I'm unique I'm different do you feel like you are still in tune with what's trendy or what's popular in terms of the current generation or do you feel like you're falling behind and there's things that they say that you don't understand. I'll, it's, I feel that way. Um, I don't feel that way because I'm, I'm pretty active on like TikTok and stuff. So I see a lot of trends, but then I realize, like when I, like I recently watched this like dating show um, and it was very like low budget produced. It was on Paramount plus. It was like a queer premise where it was like, this like these like very young kids and they do like bacheloress style stuff, but it was very like low quality produced. I think it was made by like awesomeness. So it's like definitely feels like a YouTube dating show. And they were like really young kids, like young meaning like 20 and like under. So like, you know, late teens. And I was like watching it being like, yeah, I, they're kind of talking and I'm like, I just feel super disconnected with the way that they're communicating with one another. So in that sense, I can definitely feel my age. But um, I think I'm I'm trying to keep up with the trend. Sometimes things go quick, and I'm like, where, wait, where did this go? Where, what? Who invented Riz? Where did that word come from? 
<laughs> I feel the same. I feel like I also, I go on TikTok a lot and I still use social media quite often. So I'm, I know what's going on, but for me, it's when I go out and I see 20, 21 year olds and I'm like, they're, first of all, their level, the levels that they're on compared to me, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> like I can't have that much energy. I don't dress that way anymore. So that's where I start to feel my age is I feel like I, my sense of style is much more mature than what's popular now. And also it's very strange to see like 12 year olds doing things that 22 year olds are doing. I feel like the time to be a child has decreased. And now once you hit 13, you're like a college freshman. Yeah. I will say kids, it does feel like, well, I think it's probably the internet has a lot to do with, it, especially like TikTok seeing like having act, like kids aren't being cringe anymore. They're not going through that phase where they're just like cringy. Now it's like, I feel intimidated by children and I'm like, Oh my God, what the heck? How am I being bullied by a 13 year old? (laughs) I'm being personally victimized. Um, Yeah, I can, I definitely see that a lot. And I, I, I agree. Like I live in Gainesville, so it's just students, you know, every year, a new batch of like 19, 18, 19 year olds come and move in. And then you're like surrounded by, luckily I live, you know, outside of the college, but like, whenever I go out or if I want to like go drink downtown or whatever, you can definitely feel the, the, I don't know, like that, that difference. And, you know, and you said like how people dress and it reminds me a lot of like back when I was buying from like forever 21, just like wanting that like quick, cute fit. And then now I'm like, I couldn't be bothered. I have like my four outfits that I wear in my <laughs> remote at home job um, with my We're wife and kids. We're minimalist girls now, right. but mm-hmm. with expensive taste because we can afford the things that we couldn't, we don't have to go to Forever 21 anymore. Not to say Forever 21 is bad, but like now I'm in a place where if hypothetically speaking, I wanted to spend $125 on a basic tank top, I can do that technically. That doesn't mean I should do it, but I have the ability to do so. I almost spent $160 on, I sent it to you. No, that was the cutest top that I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay. So I I like, so that's my thing, right? Where I'm like, for me, I grew up with no money at all. So now that I, uh, I, I, we haven't even said that since the last episode. So I got a job now. Um, it's not like the perfect job. It's not like the perfect role like in terms of it being like a full-time role. It is contract. So it's not like the best thing in the world, but it's still something that pays the bills. But um, yeah, it's definitely more money than I feel like my mom ever had growing up. Like I just did not, was not raised with a lot of money. And so now that I can afford to get myself nice things or treat myself to nice stuff, I want to have like the best of the best. And I, and I feel like that pressure to always like, I don't want to settle for like something like cheaper because it's more affordable for me. I'm like, it truly comes down to the principle of being like, I didn't have this when I was younger and now I want to experience like, like a name brand thing or something. So there was like a hundred and it was the cutest top and it was a hundred and like $60. And Emily was like, you're, you're stupid. You're crazy. If you think you're going to get that. And you know, (laughs) she has a point, but it was also like so nice. See, to me, that's domestic abuse. And that's what I, <laughs> I will let her know you said that. Because that was, the top was very cute. And I don't know if you want to get into like this conversation, but <laughs> I feel like there's a very, very, very big moment coming up that that shirt would have been perfect for. Like oh, it's yeah. a it's a very special occasion. Like when you really want to go out and look good, that that's what you wear. So I feel like Everyone needs something like that in their closet, you know? Emily won't listen to this. This is going to come out on Monday because she's currently in Mexico, my partner. So I am getting engaged, I think. So that's a very big, exciting news, Um, which is, it's crazy to say it out loud and like to like talk about it, especially now that I have the ring. Um, 
but it's something that Emily and I have been talking about uh, for a while and have been wanting to do it this year. And so I don't know. I mean, if you've had the conversations with Russell about engagement and I don't know if like other queer people feel this, but I feel like oftentimes queer people like um, specifically what I'm seeing in like, like sort of, I've, I've seen it often in like um, relationships with um, just like, I guess, same sex relationships where I'll see that two people are proposing at the same time. So like for my partner and I and like our sapphic relationship or whatever you want to call it, like I feel like it's often like both like women like will, you know, propose and give each other a ring. And I always think like, do they plan this? Do they talk about it beforehand? And then I've been talking about it with you. And I think it's just like a wider known thing now. Like I feel like a lot of couples are like discussing it more. I feel like it's the, I feel like honestly, I personally think it's a little like, insane to just spring it on someone and I think those conversations need to be had one to make sure you get the ring that you like and two to make sure you're prepared so um, I'm not sure if like you and Russell have talked about like like a time frame or like you've talked about you know maybe seen rings or you like have been openly discussing like maybe we're moving on to that next stage in our life but it's been something that Emily and I have been like discussing for a little bit and so I pretty much know that she bought a ring, I bought a ring, and so this weekend we are getting engaged. I'm so not this excited. weekend, next weekend. Yeah, so I'm so excited for you. We've when we first met, I wasn't even dating Russell, and you had just started dating Emily. Mm-hmm. So it's... we've seen the trajectory of both of our relationships, and now, yeah, like when I was younger, I feel like I always thought people would just randomly spring a proposal on someone and you just had no idea at all when it was coming. But that is so psychotic. That's such a big life event and such a, you nowadays also a lot of girls want to have their nails done. They want to look at least cute for the occasion. So it's very hard to go about all of that being a complete secret. And now that I'm in a committed relationship and going in that direction, yeah, we've talked about, basically everything like a timeline when it's supposed to happen what type of rings to buy i've seen a ring like it's a conversation that i think most serious relationships have i mean i guess there's some people out there that are still randomly proposing to someone but for the most part we're like generally aware that it's about to happen maybe between this time frame but you don't actually know when it's about to happen i feel like that's a much better way to prepare is that you know it's going to happen, but it could be today or tomorrow. But generally, it's going to happen soon. Yeah, um, I think I just think that's a like the best bat like that's the best thing to go with because yeah, it is insane to just like spring it up on someone. I feel like that's obviously never going to lead to anywhere. So the moment I was like looking for the ring and like we had gone ring shopping in Seattle and like found the ones we really liked and we like talked about it a ton and so the moment I started like looking and was actually gonna buy it I like went to her and I was like if you if you like if you hear me on a call later today shut your ears like I was openly saying things like that and then she was like I like she was like you're so annoying because she knew what I was doing and I said don't be at the or don't get the mail during this day. Like I'm letting her know without like letting her know um, just to kind of, and then we ended up just talking about it afterwards. Just like, okay, like when do we want to do this? And yeah, so we're going to Mexico. That's kind of be like where it all happens, my motherland. And um, <laughs> it'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. I know. I'm so excited for you. I saw the ring for Emily, which is, stunning it's so pretty I can't believe we were talking about this a couple days ago that not only is it crazy as trans women to think that we're getting married but it's also like just that we're at the age going back to the age thing to even be married like in my head I'm still a 22 year old like what what business do I have getting married that's so crazy and so serious 
you were yeah you were telling me like wow i felt like yesterday we were like just friends and like mm-hmm. like early 20s and like now it's it's wild because we're full-ass adults now <laughs> we're grown and it is it is like something that you know for a long time emily, emily and i have been dating since i was 19 so um uh, it's been like over eight years at this point so it was, you know, bound to happen at a certain point. And we even, you know, talked about like, oh, should we ever get married and, and things like that. But I think we both have always had like this envisioning of like, you know, having that like partner that we like, that's our like end, end game partner that we get married to. We've always, I think, have, have had that like dream moment and, um, and, you know, being together for eight years, even though we've lived together for forever and we were essentially already married. It's just like, let's just do it now. And it felt like the perfect time, um, especially now that we're with around family and friends so we can celebrate. So it'll be an exciting time. And um, yeah, I'm very, with all the stress that this year has been, I'm just super happy to like have something to celebrate and to look back at this time and think of it fondly rather than like, you know, be negative about it. So did you actively think about what your wedding would be like as a child and what did that look like for you because for me I never thought I was going to get married to be honest Mm -hmm. at least super young at that point I didn't know what being trans was so I think in my head I was thinking there's no way in hell I'm walking down an aisle in a suit towards a bride like that's not going to happen for me so I was like okay I'm not going to get married and then when I started transitioning, I was like, what if I don't find anyone that even wants to marry me? So for me, it's been kind of weird. I've had a weird relationship coming to terms with marriage and even building a family, but I feel like it's changed a lot. But yeah, I never thought about getting married as a child or a teenager. Honestly, I don't think I did either. Like until I started dating Emily, it was like the first time I really thought about like like marriage, like when I actually found someone that like, like saw me and was able to kind of be there with my, through me, like help me transition as I started transitioning, I started to realize like, oh, like I would like love to be married one day. Um, But yeah, I don't know if I, because in in my mind growing up, so I'm, you know, growing up bisexual in general, like I, I didn't like, I couldn't imagine marrying a man and like having a wedding with my family there. Like, I knew that would never, like, that would be, that would always, like, be an issue. And so, like, if I would ever think anything like that, I, I just, I just always felt like um, it was never going to be possible. Like, regardless of what happened, like, I'm, I'm either going to, like, marry in a capacity where I don't feel like myself, or if I do feel like myself and I marry, then, like, I'm not going to have anyone that's going to be there to support me. So I, I think I always felt that way. So it was never something that like, as a kid, I like really was like excited about. I always saw myself like in a wedding dress. I think that's like something that I've always wanted. And I think that's the only thing when I think about marriage, like I've always thought about like, what am I going to look like on my wedding day? Um, and then it wasn't until like, I met Emily where I was like, I, this is like my person. And, you know, we've been together since literally like the, I think it was like the last week of high school. So <laughs> we have been together for forever and it just has always felt like she was my person. So I think that's when I like started taking it like more seriously. Your high school sweethearts. Kind of. I like to say that we are, but at the same time, we didn't go to the same high school. <laughs> but we, we did so technically funny. start dating at the end of high school. That's cute. Me, on the other hand, I didn't. I didn't think anyone in high school. <laughs> And that's okay. I, but, but I, I mean, I think we're in the same boat where like our first like real relationship, like has always has been like the one relationship that we've like, we've like really held on to, and I and I think that's an interesting, par- like parallel that we have in our lives, that um, I think it's a special thing when someone sees you as like you and is able to kind of like get you at your core, then I think it's just like so special to like have that person that you're like that's like your person because you know, they'll always just like respect you. And I think that's like, I think respect is like such like a fundamental aspect of a relationship. That's I think maybe hard for a lot of trans people to find. Yeah. And like you said, we 
both didn't really think about it until we met the right person to help us think about it in that way. So if they're listening to this, we love them. <laughs> I don't think Emily will be listening. Russell's not going to listen to this <laughs> He's also in Mexico City for a bachelor party. That's that, crazy. That's crazy. I, yeah. Genuinely, we also talked about this a couple days ago, that we're spiritually linked. I think we are platonic soulmates, to be honest, because every time we experience the same things, like we have ups at the same time, we have downs at the same time, we're experiencing like major life events at the same time. Both of our anniversaries are at the same month and we're going to be engaged at the same time. Like, it's just really weird. We just always are on the same page with each other. I find it super crazy because, I mean, that happens a lot. Whenever I got my last job, whenever I got my last job, um, you ended up getting it promoted or you like ended up transitioning to like a new company like the same time. And like, yeah, everything happens to us in like a, a very much like a, a, a parallel sort of version yeah. of, yeah. So my partner, Emily, she um is, she's at a work trip right now in Mexico City. So she's literally going to be in Mexico City the same time Russell's in Mexico City. And I'm like, that is just so funny that they're just there in the same city randomly. That is weird. It, it doesn't make any sense at all. But it also, sometimes it scares me. Like, I'm doing great. Everything is fine. And then you text me, something bad happened. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, great. What's coming? What's coming? Am I going to get in a fight? Am I going to get fired? Like, what? what's going to happen to me? I think I did our, like, birthdays, like, in the like the moon birthdays. And I think we, we were born on the same moon. So, or something like that. We're cosmically aligned. Let me see. And it makes sense. It really does. I'll have to look it up. But I think we literally were born on the same moon. So maybe that's something. I feel like that started really early on too. Like when we first started becoming friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is it is interesting. And I and I think like like our successes together, I think are always like the, the, the most like like the greatest thing to see. Cause it's like when we're like when we're both really happy and like it like I feel like it really is showcase like in the friendship but then when we're both going through something we can like relate on that and i think that's like what makes like our friendship really strong yeah and, and we started really, to cry oh my god when we did made youtube videos our channels grew literally identically like yeah I, we had the same amount of subscribers mm-hmm. it, it was all it was so strange like you started getting a whole bunch of subscribers and then i did and then we just grew together and then it just continued from there so it's like yeah, and I think now, we both we, like had videos blow up around the same time too. Yeah, yeah. So it was, yeah, that was a very interesting time. You know, I think we made a lot of similar content, so a lot of it was overlap, but still, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. At least we always know that we're, we will not be struggling alone because chances <laughs> are period. the other person is about to go through it if they're not already going through it. So, right. I, do you feel lesson. like this year weird to you? I feel like it's been a weird year. Um, yeah. Just like, just kind of like, sometimes I don't feel like I'm real. Like what's happening? Like what life is this right now? Sometimes I don't feel like I'm real either. If I'm being so (laughs) honest. Because if you think about about? it, I don't know. I, I have a lot of existential crises, especially when I get a little zooted. That's just what I do. Like I zone out and then I think, why do I have money in my bank account? How how is that how is that a thing? Like who decided to exchange paper for services and why are we still doing that? Like why why are we working? Why are we following all of these rules that we don't really even have to follow? But like I guess it makes the society run properly. I don't know. It's just really crazy to think about your place in the world and what you're doing. Yeah, I don't even this this year has been like the worst for like the ex- existentialism just like what is life you know like why i've been getting like really bad health anxiety randomly first like for some reason and um and i don't know what that's about i've just been like super terrified that like i'm sick or something 
And I literally was in the emergency room and I had them check all my organs and like my blood and I'm I'm fine. But for some reason, I've just been super like scared. I'm getting beat up right now. She is so cute. She's a lot. If you hear her crying, I'm sorry. She's, it's Was just she, me today. Does she have a Halloween costume? No, I want to dress her up as Do- Dobby from Harry Potter. Oh my God. This, the resemblance is there. It's there. <laughs> and literally, sometimes I'll give her a sock and she like just runs around with it. And I'm like, it's literally, it's Harry Potter. You know, something that I realized while Russell is away that shattered my heart a little bit <laughs> Why? i know my cats love me because they come up to me like all the time like during the day and show affection whatever but they will not sleep on the bed a jordan does sometimes but nike will not sleep on the bed unless russell is home and it that makes me so yeah sad. i'm like okay i'm all by myself it's like Halloween, what if there's ghosts and scary de- energy around here? Where are the cats? They're nowhere to be found. I'm in this big bed all by myself because they don't want to get on it with me because father's not home. Like anytime he gets in bed, Nike's on the bed right after. And he doesn't even like sleep next to him or cuddle with him. I, just, I think he just associates him getting in bed with going to sleep on the bed. And I don't know how to get them, him to do that with me. So I've been sleeping by myself like truly by myself for the last three days and I don't really like it yeah how do you feel about sleeping by yourself because I don't like it it is yeah um I have lemon now so this is the first time being alone with like a dog um because Emily is now gone so tonight will be my first night like just me so you know I'm happy about having lemon but like it's hard I'm like I get sad at the idea of just being like I'm gonna go to bed alone tonight do you close your door when you go to bed um, or do you keep it up? If I'm with, no, because um, oh, the, a fig the, has to go like to her, yeah. her litter box. So it, it's cracked, but yeah. so it's not wide open, but it's cracked. That's what I do too. And when you're alone, you know how when you're laying in bed and all the lights are off and you look at the door and you just see this black shadowness between the crack of the door? <laughs> yeah. That's so scary when you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like, honestly, I, I have like... I'm, like, so, like, gung-ho on, like, my safety at night, especially, that I have, like, 35 mil, like, locks on my door. Like, I'm, like, oh. like my main door. Okay. I'm, like, yeah, I make sure that, like, I, I bought, like, a million different ways to, like, like safe-proof my house. And, yeah, I'm always really scared about that, too. I'm really bad at, like, at nighttime. I just, like, see, I love the dark, but I not when I'm by myself. Because it just, uh-uh, I can't do it. TV has to stay on, for sure. Yeah. When I'm alone, I typically, like, fall asleep with a YouTube video on. Because I need to not be alone in my thoughts in a cold bed. Did I tell you, this happened, like, a year ago. When this random man walked into my apartment with, <laughs> like, a big-ass dog. Wait, I don't, I don't remember. I remember like an old man going into your... Okay, so that was my old apartment. That was like in the yeah. middle of the night. You remember that? Like they walked into my roommate's room or whatever and he was like naked. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was at my old apartment. Here, I don't remember if I told you, but I was scooping cat litter, just like minding my business. Oh, you did tell me, yeah. Yeah, and this guy walks into my apartment with like a Doberman. And I just oh, look at him God. and I'm like, Hello? And I feel like if he was not right in the head, he could have took me out there. Like, the dog alone would have taken me and Nike and Jordan out. But he was like, oh, I think I walked into the wrong apartment. And I was like, yeah, you did. And, you know, that was on me. I forgot to lock the door, apparently. And that's exactly why I'm scared, because people have walked into my apartment. I feel like when you live in an apartment, you should feel safe because you're in a building with security. It's not super easy to get in, but somehow two people have managed to come inside of my apartment. That's that literally. And you had someone shot up in your apartment complex. Someone literally got shot and then 
hobbled down my hallway, dripping blood. With your car? With and a then someone shot my car. <laughs> That's crazy. So, yeah. I love LA. Should my I life like- is like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's funny. We um, It's funny that like you were talking about that because Emily and I have been touring houses. And so we've been wanting to move into like an actual house because yeah. um, if, if, you know, if we're going to live in Gainesville, might as well try and find a house. But you can't find anything that's like under $2,000 in terms of like, and that's like really expensive. That's, like here. Yeah. I mean, I, my, my friends have been renting a house for the past like maybe seven years. And whenever they first started renting their house, it was like fourteen hundred bucks for their their whole three bedroom house. And now, like a bet, like a house in that area, it will cost you like twenty five hundred a month. And so it's crazy. But we've been thinking about because Emily got like a really cool raise, so we're thinking about like possibly moving into a house. So we went to go tour a house the other day, and we pull up to the street, and then we get off, and we're like, okay, should we walk in? Like we don't see anyone there, so we walk in. And then a woman is just standing in there and she's like, what are you doing? And Emily was like, oh, sorry, we're here to tour a house. And she's like, what? And then we realized we had just walked into someone's home and then we looked across the street and the numbers were just like slightly different. Like they were like, instead of it being like five, two, three, it was five, three, two or something like that. And it was like right across the street. So we literally just walked and we did that. We walked into someone's home and she was like, this is... she, she was apologizing to, to I guess, herself. She was like, it's my fault. I should have, like, I should have had my door lock. But we were like, oh, my God, we're so sorry. Like, we were just, like, we're looking for the house. We're touring. And then we ended up getting to the house. That we're, It was such an overstimulating time because we get to the house. We're touring. There was, like, a group of, like, men just outside talking. And then we go. We knock. We walk in. And then, like, there's, like, like shirtless guys just in there. One's cooking. One's on the couch. And like they're like, oh, you're here for the tour. She's outside. We're like, we live here currently. You can't go into this room because someone's doing a quiz. So like, it's the house is lived in, and some people are living in it. And like, like college, we like, yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) And it was like the most like fratty bros. And then so Emily and I are like, oh my god. And then we like saw like the rooms, and then we were just like, we need to get out. We need to get out. We need to get out. So we were in there for like maybe a minute. That's and then we like left and then we're like, we're never doing this again. But yeah, we're not sure if we want to actually do the house thing because it, it is so much. And what we pay now is like a lot, but, uh, you know, we can afford it. So we're not sure. That's I, the prices are pretty expensive. I, I feel like your idea of expensive is very much shaped by where you live Like, Mm -hmm. regardless, that's a lot of money. But in LA, where everything is so expensive, I was thinking in my head, like, that's such a good deal for a house. Yeah. Because we pay about more than $1,000 more than that for a two-bedroom apartment. Two-bedroom, two-bath. Like, that's That's how insane the price differences are. My first apartment was split between my partner and I. Like, between Emily and I, we were, like, I was I was paying three hundred and fifty dollars a month. That's fucking so, insane. And then we ended up moving into a three bedroom apartment, and we ended up we were paying nine seventy five a month for three bedrooms. That's also still insane. Then we whenever we moved to Washington, that like nine hundred dollar rent went up to eighteen hundred dollars in Washington mm-hmm. for a two bedroom apartment, and like that, that was a beautiful place. I loved that apartment complex, and it's probably my favorite place we've ever lived. But um, moving back, we found the place, like, when we came back, Florida has gotten so expensive that now it's the same price as Washington. So what we're paying in rent is a little bit more today in Gainesville than what we're paying in Washington. So, yeah, it is crazy because, like, it's cheap compared to, like, like, like Los Angeles, but it's expensive compared to, like, what it's been the past, like, 10 years. So... So do you envision yourself getting the Broly frat house or is that going to be a no? Or is it just like because they were there at that time and it was uncomfortable? No, I, I going into the house, I mean, seeing how they lived in it, it was like disgusting. So like, I don't want to. Yeah, there's probably a lot of hidden treats and surprises in the corners and crevices of that house, actually. 
So I thought it was cute because it had a backyard and it looked renovated. All the pictures were like, you can tell the pictures were taken whenever it was first newly renovated. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So we probably won't do that. Honestly, we're probably going to resign. And I'm, um, I was telling Emily, why don't we move in in January to just LA? Let's just do it because I think we're both not like super happy here, but, um, but then we like I think that's just too fast for like where we are right now. I think we're both like I need to make sure I have a job in the new year because my job technically ends at the end of the year. So there's just a lot of like what ifs. So I think what we're gonna do is I'm gonna see if I can get like a short term lease. And I think I think I wanna actually plan with Emily. Okay. Like we always just ha- have always said LA is gonna be like our home one day. Let's just do it. And um so I think I want to find maybe like a a five like a five to like six month lease or something, and then see if we can like. I think it's probably going to be easier to move in the summer. Yeah. Especially if we have to drive across the country, then move in the winter, anyways. So, I don't know. We'll see. It's it's moving is the worst. We hate it and we're so tired of it. Mm-hmm. Every time but, you guys yeah. are your lease is coming to an end, I'm like, hey, you know, you guys are I know. Yeah, I know. I'm like, and I keep telling Emily this, like, I, I think it was a, it wasn't a mistake moving back because, you know, I'm liking the the memories I'm making while I'm here with my friends and stuff. And I'm connecting with people like I, I wanted to connect with. I'm making like more friends with people that like, I regretted not making friends with whenever like I, I moved. But like, yeah, I just think like the politics here, I like, I just want to be in a place where um, I don't have to think about it all the time or be in a lawsuit against the, the, govi- the governing. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, yeah. Well, you know, that there's a perfect place to do that. It's a little expensive, but I'm also here. The thing for me is that I feel like my two closest friends don't live near me. So anytime that there's a possibility that you could become closer to me, I'm always going to be advocating for that. Yeah, I, it's going to happen, and I know it's going to happen because we've always said it was going to happen. Um, so I just I, I want to do it, and I think I'm going to force um, Emily to. I'll to force her to. <laughs> no, literally. We should just get in a group chat <laughs> and then just send each other apartments. I'm going to say. I'm looking at, wait, what, what are you looking at? Oh, I said I was, I'm, I was looking at our moon phase because I had to look it up. Oh. And we literally were born on the same moon phase. Waxing gibbous. Ooh, waxing gibbous. Yeah, that's when it gets see, bigger, right? Waxing yeah. is when I'm not gonna speak on it. I don't remember astrology class. Yeah. Sorry, I'm reading about it. Eighty-eight point five nine percent visibility. So it's it like the majority of it visible. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. I'm trying to think of some philosophical way to link it to our transitions. Like, what does a waxing gibbous have to do with being trans? Waxing gibbous meaning. I personally believe it's like we're almost all the way there, but there's just one little piece that's missing, and that was us having to transition. Period. There it is. Thank you. People born under a waxing gibbous are great at forming relationships since they're so compassionate and motivated. Oh, okay. Having a waxing gibbous birthday may make you positive and enthusiastic, but it's also caused you to be fickle and indecisive. Okay. That's that cool. that's that tracks well. My my TikTok name is Fickle. I was just about to say hello. That's a sign as well. Hello. <laughs> Did we ever talk about but, the fact that you're like went viral on TikTok multiple times? Oh, I don't think so. That is oh a God. funny like, little like fact. I have like I've had like I don't it's weird because like it's so not associated with me that I don't feel the success of it. Like I'm not like, whoa, like this is exciting because it's my like my dog playing guitar. And so it's like exciting because for once I'm not getting hate comments about like me and my identity. And it's just like my dog getting a bunch of like positive, like like everyone like loves her. So it feels really nice to like get all that like attention for her and like bringing something positive. But it is wild that like I have 
um, like uh, several TikToks with like now like over a million views or something crazy like that. That's an interesting topic. I feel like we could talk about like the effects on going something going viral for a trans person because with Lemon, you're right. It's not associated with your identity at all. It's just like a cute dog learning how to play guitar. Like it's a fun video and people aren't really who has something negative to say about a dog playing a guitar. You have something deeply wrong with you if you find a problem with that. But like a transition time lapse or like a before and after picture, obviously people are going to have things to say. And I feel like we've both gotten viral a few times and it's definitely an interesting experience on your mental health throughout that whole ordeal until it starts to die down. Yeah. I, I didn't realize how much it impacts me, like the negative comments until we posted something on girlish that like got fell down like a weird, like conservative rabbit hole where we just got nothing but like hate comments. And like the, I think the TikTok had to do with like us, like telling like the, like, I think it was me just like stating like facts about like detransition and like the myth of it. And like, people were just like, I, I think that's when I realized like people don't care about what the truth is. Like, like they don't like trans people. They're like, just not going to like us. And like those the way that it makes me feel about myself is like, you know, I, they, they definitely get to me and it's hard not to let it get to you. And then, so. <laughs> is she okay? Is she making so. biscuits? She's, it looks like she's, do dogs make biscuits? I don't remember. They don't make, no, they, they just like, they don't dig. Like dig. Yeah. yeah. She wants the sun, I think. Okay. Miss sun queen. But, um, yeah. So having like the video with just like her like with nothing but positive comments it's just like so nice because yeah everyone's just like for once just like talking about her and yeah it's really cute because she'll like just literally i'll just give her the guitar and she'll strum it like she's just like that funny i still need to meet her i still need to meet fig you haven't even met fig i know <laughs> it'll happen whenever we move you'll you'll get to meet them i feel like the one time that i went to gainesville was like the perfect time to meet her but you guys were not even living there at the time yeah so i didn't get to meet that would have been a good time you met my foster rabbit yeah. <laughs> before meeting before meeting um or fig yeah yeah we yeah it'll happen it'll happen we'll we'll be there soon enough What's I want to see something. What's Russell's birthday? July twenty first. It's literally two days 20th. after mine, so it's probably the same. Nineteen ninety four. Let's see, moon. It might be like a full moon, if we're waxing gibbous. July so third Thursday, July twenty first. It's a waxing gibbous. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, and you were July nineteenth. Let me make sure that I said the right. Before thing. I formulate my next yeah. year of my personality for being born under a waxing gibbous, I need to make sure. <laughs> I wanted to see if Russell and Emily were born under the same one because yeah. Emily is. A... That would have been. I would have just turned my computer off and exited <laughs> them all. I don't know, right? She's a waning crescent. Okay, so she's this like website pretty- though. Says I'm a Virgo. First of all, I'm a Libra. But <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. How are things with you? How's life? How's how's the kids? They're good. I'm really excited. The only thing that's really keeping me going at this point is the fact that I get to go to the Philippines in December. Um, I My manager messaged me like a week ago. And she was like, anyone that has... PTO for the holidays, you better submit it now. And I submitted three weeks and she was like, oh, like <laughs> I just want to make sure because we have like, you, you can usually take it whenever, but you can't, we can't leave only one person left on the team at once. So like if two people go on vacation and right now, there's only three people on my team. So if someone else is on vacation, there might be an issue. But I was like, respectfully, I'm going so yeah. you need to figure that out. I'm, I'm giving you the advance in October. That's like three months in advance. So 
if that's not working, that's really not my problem. I'm going to the Philippines. But that's really exciting. Yeah, I'm super excited. I so we one of the things that we're doing that is for sure is there is this 109 she's over 100 years old this woman in a tribe in the Philippines and she is the only person left from her tribe that knows how to do tattoos in like a specific way it's just like a stick and poke basically so people from all over the world they will hike like up this mountain to get to the tribe in order for her to give them a tattoo and it's just like three simple dots it's nothing crazy but it's completely free. It's like first come, first serve. Whoever gets there first gets a tattoo from her. And that's, I think that's so cool. Like to get a tattoo from a tribe or a technique that's almost extinct. And she's the only person in the world that knows how to do it. I feel like that's so special. But so Russell's parents, his family's coming with us. And they were looking at videos of like people's experiences with this lady. And Russell's dad was like, sometimes she'll like, well, she's really old. I don't know if she can see that well, but she'll like touch your, touch you to try and figure out if you're a man or a woman. Cause she, she doesn't know. And I was like, I don't really want her to do that to me <laughs> for obvious reasons. So I was like, do I not want to go get a tattoo? Because I'm scared that I'm sexually assaulted by a hundred year old lady. <laughs> Are you getting clocked by He's a, gonna say, an antique? I'm going to say, I'm a girl. Are you sure? Because <laughs> um, I felt different. I'm going to say, can we skip that part? Big. <laughs> I don't think it matters what, what I am. Just give me the three dots. Yeah. But yeah that's really it. funny. That is cool to like find something that's like very much your culture, like your family's culture, um, like sort of like your from your like i guess your ancestries like the motherland and then finding that like tradition and wanting to like have a piece of that i think that's like i've seen i've seen like her tattoos and videos of it and i think it's like really cool it's like a very like old technique that um yeah tattooing is just like really really cool there's a lot of i think like i've been seeing tattoos i'm not sure what the tribe is but I, i've been seeing a lot like a face tattoos that are like down here. I'm thinking it's Inuit tribe. I'm could be wrong. I think that's that might be right. But I always I think they're like so beautiful. When yeah. like um when yeah, it's the Inuit people um that have like tattoos right here. I like and like I find it so fascinating to see like when people share their like TikToks and they're like very like corporate professional jobs and they're like I'm going to get my my family's tattoo on me or whatever my my ancestry's tattoo and, it, and it's like a face tattoo I think that's like super super cool yeah I'm really excited I I'm going through a phase where I'm obsessed with jewelry but I'm really excited to go to the Philippines and just buy a bunch of eclectic like homemade jewelry to wear instead of mm-hmm. like buying a gold ring a gold basic ring that anyone can have. Like I want to have accessories and a collection that no one else has. I think that that's so special. So I'm going to go crazy. You're going to, I'm going to come back. I'm going to have like eight bracelets on each <laughs> wrist. I'm going to have anklets on and necklaces. Don't you think it would be kind of cool if I like put stuff in my hair? I think I'm going to lean cool. into this whole like tropical island girl aesthetic. You should. <laughs> You'd like you're gonna, you'll come back with an accent. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't speak English anymore. Right. That's so funny. You should. I'm serious. Yeah. yeah, I think that's like the one cool thing too about like visiting like other countries. Um, whenever I was in Colombia, I like brought home like rosaries for my family. I even like hung up a rosary like in my car, and I'm not necessarily like religious, but there's something that's like so culturally ingrained into like into like my like culture growing up what I'm familiar with what I'm used to what I like but and I want to like sort of connect with that in like ways and so being able to like go to like a country where you're like you know my 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 history is from here and then like and then like getting things that like make you feel connected I think is really special because I think when we become really Americanized you can like feel like you're not a part of something or like maybe you've lost touch with your like ancestry 
And um, I think those moments are very like vital, like to be like, to be able to go there and like experience that. When's the last time you've gone? To the Philippines? Yeah. When I was four. The only thing I remember vividly is I was playing in one of my like aunt's or uncle's garage with my cousin and we had a hose with like a sprayer on the end and we were spraying spiders off the wall that were literally like this fucking fat. I don't know why that's the only memory that I have of the Philippines. And I think that might have been the catalyst of my arachnophobia because I'm (laughs) deathly afraid of spiders and I think that was the cause. And that's why I remember it, because it was a traumatic event for me. It's crazy you said that, because I've only visited Mexico once. I was four. And the no. only memory I have is me playing with my cousin um, that was there, that like I met, that I've never seen, only that one time. You're joking. Yeah, that's literally, it was like my exact experience. We went with my family. My dad was buying like tile for like his the bathroom and like... Um, in her house and uh, yeah I've only gone one time and I'm going back um, in this week it's funny we're both going back this year yeah we're going back to our mother did you tell or I guess you're going so you didn't really have to tell her but I told Russell to bring me back something like a fun souvenir I said I want a piece of jewelry like earrings a necklace a bracelet something are you allergic to fake jewelry like if it's not real metal? No, not really. Oh my my ears like get hot. Like I like my they start burning really bad. Yeah, I I'm a side sleeper. So <laughs> I constantly have issues with my earrings. Like this one right now, it hurts because I slept on it. But it's never a problem with the actual earring. It's just like I, I always I have I think I talked about this. I have like a hemorrhoid pillow that I use to sleep <laughs> because there's a hole in the middle. And I just put my ear through it. And you yeah, that I've, work. Seen, I've seen those. But, oh my God, this is really embarrassing. Do you snore? No. Okay. I sleep on, I, yeah, I don't think so. No. So I've been trying to sleep on my back because, like I said, I'm a side sleeper. It fucks with my ear. But also, I saw that it messes with the, the symmetry of your face. Like, if you are constantly sleeping on your side, one, of, one side of your face is going to be un- asymmetrical, which is what I currently have. So I'm like... I need to help my ears and I also need to make my face more symmetrical. So I'm going to sleep on my back. The first night that I did it, Russell <laughs> comes to me and he's like, you're not sleeping on your back anymore. And I was like, why? <laughs> and he's like, you snored the entire night. And I didn't believe it, but he, he definitely had the receipts. The videos were there. The proof was in the pudding. I was snoring. And I'm upset because I. What do I do? Do I do I snore and tell him to get over it, or do I deal with having an asymmetrical face and ear problems? Like, what what's more important? I think he can get over. I it. think he needs to get over it for my benefit. He has earplugs. He has earplugs, and it's like a, a, <laughs> I guess my the sound that I was making was permeating them. So I sleep on my back, and um, it's. That's the only way I can sleep. So, and I'll like, and throughout the middle of the night, I'll like get on my side, but yeah. I, I sleep on my back. And I, I don't, don't have, I don't think I, I don't snore, but in the first like five minutes of falling asleep, if I'm sleeping on my back, I like wake up gasping for air because <laughs> I think I just stopped breathing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's funny. I need to see those receipts. No, <laughs> I don't think so. I snore very yeah. strangely though, because it sounds like I'm, I sound kind of like a a CPAP machine. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like it, or maybe Darth Vader-esque, like I'm breathing into something oh, okay. and there's like feedback coming through a mask or something like that. Um, so it's less of a snore and just like- It's less of a snore, more so a, a strange a style of breathing. noise that is, sounds a little concerning if you probably have never heard it before. But I'm okay. I'm just vibing in my sleep. <laughs> I I do I something that I, I have trouble with is I grind my teeth like crazy when mm-hmm. I'm like sleeping. So Emily wakes up with me like grinding my teeth. She has to touch my face, so I stop. Oh. 
because I like I'll just go down on them like yeah. I'm just like yeah it's pretty bad but um yeah other than that like my my mom has always snored ever since I, I've I've known and my dad too but um I've I don't think I've ever snored okay, I have a question yes do you fall asleep like when you're watching tv shows or movies and if you do do you get extremely defensive and deny it or are you like <laughs> yeah i fell asleep sorry what's your uh, what's your reaction to that if you fall asleep um interesting i feel like i don't know because <laughs> emily's the one that falls asleep typically okay, and what does she, she say she goes no i'm, I'm awake, I'm no, awake. <laughs> And I do that, so I do that too, and I've done that in the past, but, like, I'm, I'm not the one that typically does it. It's yeah. typically her, where I'm like, just tell me. It's fine. I'll pause it, and we can watch it later. I will never admit to sleep, ever. You could video record me sleeping, and I will still say no. I'll say, I was resting my eyes, or I just, like, blinked really long, or I just, I was thinking about something else, but I wasn't sleeping. I was fully sleeping. But I, for something... I don't know what it is. I just can't admit that. I can't. Yeah. I can't be the reason why we can't watch a movie. That's are you like, verdict. are you, do you actively fall asleep? Like always? No, are watching something? Because like, I like to lay, I, I, I like to get comfortable. Mm-hmm. I like to lay on him. We have this rule where I can't, unless I'm going to sleep, I can't lay like on his chest or something because he can't see me. So I have <laughs> to sit up. Because it's supposed to decrease my... But I've fallen asleep sitting straight up before against the wall. Like, it's not going to stop me. If I'm going to fall asleep, I'm going to go to sleep. But I'm not going to say that I I was sleeping. No, uh, yeah. um, We, so we're not allowed... At the end of the night, around like 11 or maybe 10.30, Emily's like, it's bedtime. Meaning we move what we're watching into the bed. And instead of it being on the TV... So I hate during that time because it's like, I'm going to, it's going to take me, but like two minutes before I'm like out. Cause that's typically what happens is like, I'll maybe like fall asleep, like, and then I like wake up. But then I, typically if I do end up falling asleep or like kind of passing out when we're watching something, she's just, she's fine with it. Cause she's like ready to go to bed whenever. So she'll just like close the laptop and then like, yeah, the night ends. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. If I'm laying down, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? The movie can wait. If I'm my body is telling me to sleep, you have to listen to your body. Yeah, it's basic health. You need a rest. Yeah, that's what it's telling you. It's like, hey, girl, maybe watch it later. Like, you need to take a nap right now, and that's fine. Yeah, I think that. Sorry, my computer got all glitchy. <clears throat> but yeah, I think that's that's funny. <laughs> I love thinking about you being just like the hugest denier of like no, I'm not falling. <laughs> We've asleep. gotten into like actual arguments before. He's like, "Why don't you just tell me that you're sleeping?" I'm like, "I wasn't sleeping. Like I really wasn't." And like, there's a video of me sleeping. So at that point, like, what do I say? I don't know why it's like such an easy thing to admit to, but I can't. I can't. It's like my first instinct to just deny it. I love that he always has the receipts. I think that's smart. He does have the receipts. And then he'll always be like, oh, you're going to fall asleep soon. And I'm like, oh, my God, you always say that. Like, so annoying. You don't even know what's going to happen. And then I fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. I love you being a gaslighter. <laughs> no, I do gaslight him sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, it, I don't oh, like how goodness. you always just assume the worst out of me. And then I literally do it. So That's funny. Yeah. There's that. I guess what? With that being said, we have two two minutes left on this recording. Oh yeah, we record. We this used to be unlimited, and we never had to deal with this. And now the program that we use now want our money, and then now is making us only have a certain amount of time. So we only have two minutes left. But I had a fun time, and I and I, I I love recording episodes like this where we're just like talking. It's fun. We did well. We just talked yeah. for an hour. <laughs> we did. We should like do we an episode where we just get food and pretend like we're oh like my God. at lunch. We're like bread. That's funny. That's bread. Yeah. That would okay. be fun. Yeah. So All right. thank you guys for listening again to us rambling on. Um, 
we didn't know what the fuck to talk about today. So clearly, if you have something that you think we should talk about, <laughs> if you have any suggestions, please let us know so that yeah we can do those instead. And I think last week was really fun, um, kind of doing what we were like, or like the last recording we did um, with the debate and stuff. So if anyone has any recommendations or any videos you want us to react and talk about, let us know. But in the meanwhile, follow us everywhere. And thanks for watching. Bye.